Hi, this is Meg Zez Mamas. Two best friends with the same name and the same due date sharing their different experiences as first-time moms. Hey, Megan. Hey, Megan. We're recording on a Monday, and if you hear rattling behind me, it's because my insane cat likes to use the tops to our bottles. He'll, like, somehow, if we don't put them, like, right away, away, he'll just bat them around the house. So that's what the sound is in the background. It's fine. Yeah. Don't you, like, kind of hate your pets a little bit more since having a baby? (laughs) Oh, we can do a whole episode on that. Yeah, Yeah. we should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you, I had a couple friends who were like, yep, get ready. When you have a baby, your pets just become pets because... I mean, Megan and I were the type, and still are, in in some ways, that are, like, pictures of the dog on Instagram, pictures of the cat. They're in the Insta story. They're in the Insta, you know, whatever. They're We get the, our dog and cat birthday gifts. Like, we're those people. Yes. Um, but since having a baby, I'm like, y'all are too much for me. Because they're just one more thing I have to do during the day. And I love them. They're both adorable. But they also drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love ours, but... We have two very high energy dogs and yeah, it's, it's just a lot. Like you said, it's just like more beings to keep alive and feed. Mm -hmm. And then when they, when they bark because a delivery person comes and she's sleeping, I'm like, I might murder you. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thought that I'm having. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bourbon barks. That's our dog. And it puts Ezra into tears because he's pretty sensitive to loud noises. Um, and so we're like, cool, tight. It's not the same Amazon man who's here literally <laughs> every single day. Right. Like we get a delivery at least once a day and oh, they still are just yeah. like, you know, level five alarm. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, this happens every day. Like sometimes twice a day. Can you, can you get over it please? And what's really dumb is that Bourbon gets outside one time. He got outside. And all he does is he runs up to the Amazon guy and starts licking his hands. (laughs) Because he's not like, doesn't dislike people. He loves people, but it's the like approaching his little territory situation. But as soon as he's outside, he's like, oh, let's play. And I'm like, you're such an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jax is the same way. Our dog. Anyway, oh, well, let's talk about our uh, struggles and wins. So, Megan, you're the win. Tell the people how you've won this week. Yeah, so we have a new milestone that little Miss Riley has hit. So she is sitting up pretty good, sitting <laughs> independently. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I was telling you know you Megan this before we started the official recording but uh, we were chatting back and forth about how you know sitting was the next sort of thing and we would kind of try and practice see if they were ready and she was just not having it for like a few weeks she would just I would try and put her in the sitting position and she would just throw her arms to the side and throw herself back in like a fit of of like just again casual yeah. right very casual response right like not dramatic at all it's fine um if this is any indication of what she's going to be like in the future i very worried <laughs> um but yeah i don't know suddenly 
you know, like it felt like one day I tried it again and she was just like, oh, okay, I'll try this. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Um, and now she sits pretty good. So it's like a whole new little position and view of the world for her. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, Megan, what is your struggle? Well, this is a one isolated incident, but it was funny. So here we go. You know, we're starting solids. um, And we've been using the same high chair seat situation that Megan has. And it's called the up seat. And um, it's like a, it's a bumbo, essentially, which is those like foamy little chairs, but it's made by physical therapists. So it's supposed to be better for their back. Anyways, so we're feeding Ezra in that. And right now he is in between diaper sizes. So he's, the twos are kind of snug. But the threes are just, like, a little too big. And I keep, like, every now and again, I'll, like, put them in a bunch of twos. And I'll try a three and, like, see how it goes. And Tyler's been, like, no. He's not ready for the three. (laughs) You're wrong. And I'm, like, maybe he is. It's fine. Let's just try it. And Tyler's, like, don't do it. But I did because that's my nature. (laughs) So we're feeding him. And he's he tried yogurt for the first time tonight. He's loving it. We're having a grand old time. Send a video to our family. And I'm like, okay, Tyler, it's like time to clean up. He's like, all right, great. And then he's like, I'm going to go like wash my hands. Will you just get him out of the seat? And I was like, sure. And I looked down by his thigh and there's just a pile of poop. <laughs> there's just a pile of poop because the the, the three size diaper it is <laughs> like, well, you're going to be your parents or you're going to be a parent. So here it goes uncensored. It had like squished out the side of the diaper. Oh my god! And got onto the little seat. This happened to us too. It happened to you too. Okay, in the seat. This was our first in the seat. In the seat. In the seat. And so, I and Tyler is he's better with Ezra stuff, but he still has like a weak stomach. I have an iron stomach. I like I didn't throw up at one point for six years. Like, I, I just don't. I just don't. And so I told Tyler, I was like, hey, hun, just go start the bath. He's like, oh, we gave him a bath last night. I was like, well, we're doing it again. <laughs> like, go start the bath. He's like, what happened? And I was like, oh, he, I didn't say poop, but I'll say it now. He pooped in the chair. And he's like, did you use that big <laughs> diaper? And I was like, maybe. And so sure enough, I just passed Ezra over and I uh, went and hosed off the seat, which is another plug to get a high chair that is wipeable, washable. Yes. Easy. easy. No, don't do fabric. Why are you going to do that to yourself? <laughs> I literally don't understand why they make fabric high chairs. I don't I get don't it. Either. I'm like, do you hate yourself? <laughs> do you want to wash it 65 times? I don't. So I just <sighs> went and hosed off his little seat and we gave him a bath and everything was fine. And Tyler just glares at me and I'm like, okay, I will go back to the size twos. I'll stop trying to move him up in diapers. So that's uh... the struggle. They need to make like a half size, like two and a half. They do, um, but they don't. They, they do. Oh no! I or, mean, they. Oh, they I, I agree with you. <laughs> they need they to. Do. No, yeah. no, they don't. That I know of, but they should. Is what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, because I just so all this to say that was my struggle for the day, and I'd already had a really, really long and weird day, and so this was just the icing on the cake to have to clean up poop. Yeah, at the end of a poopy day. I think I sent you a picture um, when it happened to us because I got it on me. 
because I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, yes. hey, I remember that. by the way, no big deal. This is human poop on me. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, and that's because it also like leaked out of her thigh. Like it was on her thigh and I didn't realize. And I like went oh. to like pick her up and then it was against me for a second and then like I saw it as I was bringing her close to me and I was like I was like I didn't feed her anything brown that's we oh my god (laughs) and and just like as a side note um when you start solids the poops change and they're like actual human poops and it sucks (laughs) like it's yeah it really does fun's over fun is it, the, the, the days of it smelling like buttered popcorn are long ass gone. There's the explicit tag. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. You'll never get them back. Then it's like legit human feces that you have to clean up multiple times a day. Oh, and the other fun thing about starting solids is like, you know, they're still little and their digestive systems are still growing and whatever. So sometimes they can get a little stopped up, which is kind of what happened to her. And then I gave her some and that's when the poo explosion happened. <laughs> poo getting. Um, and yeah, and it's it smells like human poop. Okay, we should we should stop. We should get off this. Yeah, we should. Like, people are shutting off the pot. I know, I know. Uh, anyway, um, our topic for today is parenting uh, the different genders so some issues that we may or we think we may encounter raising a girl or raising a boy and how we hope to handle those issues mm-hmm. so megan um let's get into it uh let's start with in general what gender were you hoping to have and why yeah and so this is also a big disclaimer we're talking about gender today in the binary so male or female um we both believe that gender is a spectrum so we just wanted to preface that at the top but obviously at this stage in their life they are male gender female gender so yes just putting that out there um so actually i was hoping for a boy um i come from a family of all women my dad uh, had two, has two sisters. Uh, my mom has a sister. My grandmother was one of four girls. Um, it's just like a, a lady household. Like my Ezra was the first boy born in my fam, born in our family since 1976. Um, I take that back. My cousin had a son, but like the direct bud line, if you will, um, that was it. So it had just been a really long time. But I wanted a boy. Because, frankly, I think that being a male in our society is an easier life um, in many ways. I do think that there are, and I'll talk about it later in the episode, there are obviously real challenges for men in our society. But there's just, there were to me, very frankly, like, things that were just, I felt were going to be easier. Being a woman is really challenging, especially now and the ramifications of the pandemic. So that's what I wanted. I wanted to have a son and that's what I ended up having um which I know is probably not like the best thing right because I have a really special relationship with my mother and with the women in my family and I believe that women are strong and we are creative and um we were talking about it today at work 
And someone said women have the power or the ability to hold like power and love at the same time, which I do think is true for men, but it's just different being a woman. And so, yeah, I think that's why I wanted to have a son. Um, That's probably not like a great or like nice answer, but it's the honest one. Um, So, yeah. Well, Megan, what, what about you? What were you hoping to have? Yeah, that's totally understandable. Um, I honestly didn't have a strong preference. Um, Mm -hmm. And because on, on your side, like I definitely felt that way. I was like, okay, if I have a boy, like I feel like it is in general easier to be a male in our society. Mm -hmm. So that's great. But also if I have a daughter, I feel like I can potentially relate to her on some other levels that I may not be able to relate to Mm. my son. Um, And just because we are both, women women and we may have you know the experiences that go along with that in common so um a strong preference either way um though I will say like towards the end or I guess towards right before finding out which gender we were going to have both Mm -hmm. Brian and I talked um about it and I was like you know what I'm kind of leaning like I wanted a girl a little bit mm-hmm. more um and that's what we ended up having so there's that <laughs> yeah, what and... about uh oh go ahead sorry uh, i was gonna ask you that speaking of brian um what did brian want in terms of gender so he didn't seem to have a strong preference either way but then he yeah again towards when we were about to find out he started saying he kind of wanted a girl um and he was a bit Aww. stronger about it um towards like right before we were finding out um and he was pretty psyched when we found out we were having a girl so yeah what about tyler um tyler also really wanted a boy um i think for the reasons you described wanting a girl so i think he grew up having a brother um and grew up with like strong relationships with his uncles and so he i think wanted to be able to relate to our child on some of those shared experience levels just like you were saying about having a girl um Mm -hmm. and so yeah and i think that um he also didn't necessarily have a great relationship with his dad so i think he was excited to sort of have a strong um a strong relationship with his own son so i think that was something that he was really wanted to do and he also like was kind of like I'm kind of afraid to have a daughter um mostly because like I know if she like looks like you then I'm like in trouble for Mm -hmm. just being totally walked all over and that's probably true um (laughs) probably very true I can only imagine if like Ezra was like a little curly red-haired girl that Tyler would just get owned Um, (laughs) I mean he's already like a softy and a sucker to start with but I just think the like little girl component would have pushed it all over the edge um so yeah he definitely wanted to have a boy and it was funny when we couldn't go or he couldn't go during the pandemic for the um anatomy scan and that's how we found out and so i was in there by myself and i was shocked again because my family is all girls at first when i first got pregnant i was like i think it's a boy but then like i talked myself out of it because nobody has boys in my family um we just don't and so when I found out it was a boy I was like totally blown away 
And so then I took the sonogram out to him because, you know, that's the anatomy scan. When you go, they print you like a million pictures, like a huge roll. And or so, three, which is what I got. Or three? You only got three? <laughs> yeah. You got oh a million? God, I got like, I got like 10. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. That's fine. <gasps> fine well i also told you she was not cooperative at all which i i think you told Uh, me ezra wasn't either but like she was i mean like i said they had to go in the old school way just to get her face so yeah it's fine it's fine he got some uh we had some interesting angles um but yeah the we i like showed it to tyler and I was like, because we were doing a gender reveal. And I was like, okay, do you want to know before we do the gender reveal? Or do you want to know now? And Tyler's like, he's not someone who likes to wait. He's like a the person who like shakes his Christmas presents and tries to like guess what they are. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I want to see. And he like looks at the picture and he's like, is that a penis? <laughs> like, yes. Yes, it is. It is a boy. <laughs> uh, is that a penis? Yeah, is that, they, is that a penis? And then he was real, real pumped. That's funny. Yeah, they like circled her little like area in the ultrasound picture, and we're like, "It's a girl." I'm like, "Yeah, we know," because <laughs> we did yeah. the, the um, earlier blood test to find out. But I was like, "Okay." So yeah, did you and Brian then find out during your gender reveal, like both together? Yes. Oh, that's happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. I gave like the envelope with the gender to our friends who got us like cupcakes and, you know, very basic gender reveal type things. Um, But we were supposed to have like a little get together for it. Um, But, you know, pandemic life. So we ended up doing it virtual. Um, But yeah, we both it was really hard to wait, though, like super hard for us. But yep, we uh, I we obviously were the only ones here in Nashville, so I ended up finding out and then um keeping that well, I would try to keep it a secret from my mom, but I referred to I don't know if I've said this yet on an episode, but I was talking to my mom about furniture and I said his dresser. Mm. And then I caught myself and immediately burst into tears. And she was like, it's okay. Um, She's like, I'll pretend to be surprised. But uh, speaking of family, uh, Megan, what were your reactions from like your friends and your family about Riley being a girl? And uh, did they have any like specific genders that they wanted before that you knew about? So I, the only person that expressed some sort of, specific thing to me was my dad um Mm. and he said he's like I kind of hope that you guys have a girl um just because I I think he said it almost more to Brian just like I hope Mm -hmm. sort of like I hope you have like the privilege to raise a girl like I did sort of thing like I it was really sweet (laughs) however he said it it, and like you gotta tell the people like your dad is how tall? My dad is like he says he's six five, but he's definitely six six. Um, and yeah, Megan's dad is like a giant man. Um, <laughs> yes, very tall dude, and like it's like very quiet and in a really like wonderful way. So this is you know it's great, right? It's like when you see like a giant Jack dude walking a Pomeranian, you're like, oh, I love it. <laughs> 
so precious and pure. Yes, exactly. Um, no, it was it was really sweet. Um, so he he definitely was leaning more girl, and I don't know that anyone else expressed their wants um, to us. I guess I think Brian's mm-hmm. mom was kind of hoping for a girl as well, just because she had two boys. Um, so Brian has a brother. Um, and she kind of had always wanted a girl. Um, so now she gets a granddaughter. So uh, next best thing for sure. Um, and yeah, everyone else was obviously super stoked. So um, yeah, Megan, what were the reactions you got from your friends and family? Well, in a surprise to no one, my family is super opinionated. <laughs> um <laughs> So I knew exactly what every single person was hoping for um, along the way. And uh, so Tyler's mom really wanted us to have a boy. She had two boys. And and the opposite of Brian's mom, she just um, was like being a, we'll get into the hashtag boy mom thing in a minute. But she's like, you know, just raising sons is just like you have the opportunity to help you know, raise a future gentleman and um, his mom, Tyler's mom has a lot of has traditional thoughts on a lot of things. So she's like, you know, you could just get to raise them to be sensitive and kind. And that's so important. Um, so she really wanted a boy. Um, and then my mom at the time was like, I don't care. I want it to be healthy, which is true. But later she was like, you know, I think that I originally wanted to have a girl just because I wanted you to have that relationship that I have with you. And I, and she's like, and I feel like that's sometimes easier with a girl, but of course now she's like all about Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously she's obsessed with him. <laughs> so <laughs> of course <laughs> um, she's, yeah. And I think she's like, you know, it's been interesting so far and she's like, even it'll be more interesting as time goes by to have a grandson just because again, our family is all little girls, but Oh yeah. My, Aunt Susan wanted it to be a boy. My Aunt Patty wanted it to be a boy. My Uncle Paul was like, it's a girl. I want it to be a girl. Um, my cousin. Oh, yeah. Everyone in my family had a very clear opinion <laughs> on what what they wanted and told. And were very free about telling me what they wanted it to be. Uh, yeah. Um, that's just how we roll. So I was very prepared for that conversation early on. Um so yeah, I think that that is interesting. The different um, preferences families have, and the reasons why too, I think is really was interesting. As I was kind of like waiting to find out what was what Ezra was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I think some people have in mind like the same experience that they went through. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, if a mom had had sons like Tyler's mom did that. You know, she holds that experience, obviously, very special to her. So she would want that for you guys. And that makes sense. Um, or just wanting a different experience, perhaps what, what you had. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, but yeah, Megan, so what has it felt like to be a boy mom so far? <laughs> um, so when I found out I was having a boy... So I'll back up for a second. I think that to me, I always thought it was odd. The like hashtag boy mom thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it almost felt like back in, I don't know, like 
medieval times or royal times where like it was some sort of weird like you've made an air kind of situation <laughs> feel to some of the boy mom talk um and so that kind of made me feel some kind of a way because I'm really proud as I said before to come from a family of incredibly strong women and I think that our culture doesn't appreciate women the way it should oftentimes or and like appreciates them in this weird like pedestal way that's not realistic so and it was all this like hashtag boy mom hashtag boy mom I was like I don't know if I want to be a part of this yeah (laughs) I don't know this thing um but I so I don't really I don't have like a shirt that says it but if you have a shirt that says it and you're really proud like that's great you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, yuck anyone's yum, but my personal perspective was that I don't think I was as on board with the whole boy mom thing as I was perceiving it to be. Um, and a lot of the times too, when people were talking to me about having a, a son, they were like, oh, it's just a different kind of a bond between mother and son. And I was like, I just don't know if I believe that, but I also hadn't seen it up close so who was I to say but in the moment I you know I was sitting with my whole weird this feels like old school Uh I don't know patriarchy kind of crap (laughs) and it wasn't about it um but so so far I mean I, I again he hasn't he's just had a personality the last three months like we talked about this like they're a potato for so long um and a lot of my initial thoughts about being a boy mom too, I think I shared it was the, in a shallow way, like the clothes. It's just so interesting the way little boy clothes are so different from little girl clothes. You have a lot fewer choices, um, which like, I guess obviously it makes sense. Like women have so many options for their clothing. Whereas men, if they're going to dress in like gender stereotypes have many fewer options. Um, And what's interesting, too, is, like, little boy clothes stop getting or stop being, like, cute after a while, if that makes sense. Like, little girl clothes, it's, like, unicorns and, like, I don't know. They're just, like, their clothes keep their their fun and their whimsy a lot longer than little boy clothes. Things start to become, like, plainer, faster, um, more muted colors and all of that kind of stuff. And so at the beginning, I was like, oh, like, all I wanted was to have, like, a giant bow tree or like <laughs> everything leopard print um because i love leopard print so i wanted to have people dress uh, my child in leopard print which i will say ezra has um some stuff that's got like leopards on it and we're jaguar fans so i'm sure at some point i'll put him in leopard but yeah i think it was just kind of like that part was one piece of it of uh, being a, a boy mom but so far i mean i I love him to death and I think it'll be more interesting as he gets older. But um, yeah, it's obviously I'm learning new things about his anatomy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like some of the, like those problems. I'm like, I don't know. Like I was watching something from Betch's moms, which if you don't follow them, it is hilarious. Should, yes. About being a boy. <laughs> it's so funny. But a boy mom was like, you want to know what that like hashtag boy mom is about? It's about penises. <laughs> everything is about penises they're always in your face and your sons are asking you why don't you have a penis and you're like i don't know i wish i did it'd be a lot easier if i did um but yeah it's just like i don't know learning new stuff about boys and all that kind of thing so so far so good like i think i said and we'll talk about here in a second 
I think it's going to change more as he gets older and starts to really experience um, what it means to be like a male in our society or a, a cisgender man. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it so far. It's been different. And I think it's been so far I've enjoyed it and I will, I'm sure will continue to enjoy it and learn new things. Lots of new things. I definitely asked Tyler some questions about like, you know, body parts and stuff. Cause I was like, I don't have one. I don't know. I didn't, I grew up with, with just my mom. So I wasn't even around like a, other men. Um, so anyways, yeah, I definitely, I'm like, wait, is this normal? And Tyler's like, yes, Megan, that's normal. I was like, well, how am I supposed to know? That's yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah. So what about you for being a hashtag? hashtag um, it's been different, I guess, than, so far than what I had pictured. And um, so I had kind of pictured, you know, if I have a girl, like I'm not, I don't know, I'm not going to put her in like all this frilly stuff. You know, I don't want to perpetuate these, you know, gender norms and blah, blah, blah. Um, Even though I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I'm not like a super girly girl, but I'm, I am a girly girl. Like I'm into clothes. I'm yeah. Like you, yeah. Yeah. You and I are in the yeah. middle. I would say we're we're in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm into traditional girly things. I guess I would say. Um, but I I don't know. Like I had it in my head that I was going to be all neutral with things, and then she got here, and everyone bought us pink things, and I have a drawer that is just full of bows. So that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> yes i just i just love when the bows are as big as their face and like the bigger the bow do it i know i know it's just it's too cute and she doesn't know the difference now anyway so it's fine um i i hope to you know let her obviously make whatever choices she wants to make in the future as far as what she wears and how she expresses herself but for now I get to put her in these bows and a little tutu or whatever, and it's freaking adorable, and that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we we were both leaning a bit towards, you know, wanting to have a girl. Um, so being a girl mom is uh, it's it's fun. It's um, it's really sweet to see her and Brian. I just feel like she's gonna have him wrapped around her little finger and. Oh, thousand yes. Um, and she looks like him too. So I'm like, how can you not love like a mini little girl version of you? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's really great. Um, I mean, we'll get into kind of the, you know, issues we foresee. I was definitely, as much as I was leaning a bit towards you know wanting a girl at the end. Um, there are a lot of things that scare me about having a girl. Um, yep. and we'll get into it, but for now, because she's only, you know, over a little over six months old, um, we're not in that territory yet. So it's, uh, it's bliss and bows right now. So <laughs> well, that's so much, um, well, let's go ahead and hop into that. So let's talk about what are our future thoughts on parenting a boy or girl, and what are some of the issues you think you might encounter? And so Megan and I are going to kind of take turns now talking about some of the big things we think we're going to see. 
Um, and then maybe what we like hope for them in the future. So Megan, why don't you talk about one of the first things that you think you're going to have to navigate when she gets older? Yeah. So um, the first thing I had in my mind was something that we've touched on in uh, the postpartum bodies uh, episode, which is, and a few others probably, um, but body image and diet culture. Um, mm-hmm. And just in general, the images that are put forth about bodies and in advertising and um, social media and all that, it's very, you know, just a high emphasis is placed on women's looks um, as mm-hmm. their primary value, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and just the diet culture that is everywhere and it sucks um and you know you just constantly are advertised things to make you lose weight or be bikini body ready or all this crap um that I know that she will Mm -hmm. be inundated with um as she becomes more aware of what's going on and you know sees commercials and sees you know older people's accounts on social media and and social media is a big one that i'm kind of scared about too yeah oh my god so (laughs) afraid in general (laughs) so afraid it's it's very scary because you know we grew up um you know megan and i are 31 yeah um and we grew (laughs) like right yeah that's what i that's how old i am um but yeah we grew up and like Facebook was just becoming a thing, like end of high school, yep. basically. Um, so now it's just completely different with Instagram and TikTok and all the crap. And uh, yeah, um, and, and you just see it. You see young girls, you see like the transition. I've seen it in some of my cousins where they've gone from like a little mm-hmm. girl to like suddenly posting pictures that mm, just start to look a bit more sexualized adult Adult. yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. you know nothing inappropriate i'd say but you know what i mean it's it's just everywhere um oh yeah and i mean i think too what we (laughs) i mean people make jokes about it but like what we were doing in middle school was like playing with like weird eyeshadow and <laughs> trying to keep our braces together and now like middle school girls are in like very tiny swimsuits with like you know contoured faces and you're just like this is they i feel like girls continue each generation to grow up a little bit faster yeah. um and that's that's nerve-wracking yeah it really is um and i mean it's already hard enough to like navigate those teenage years with your big feelings and you you know you don't know who you are and you're trying to figure it out and blah 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 and now I just think like social media throws in a whole nother component of of somewhere that especially young girls can look and see what they're quote-unquote supposed to look like or act like Mm -hmm. and it's not good (laughs) I don't think this was in general um so yeah it definitely scares me I don't want her to feel like the majority of her worth comes from her looks um Mm -hmm. because just in general besides social media advertising blah 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 just the 
what's ingrained, I, I think, in a lot of people is just girls and tied to how they look as their worth, you know, like, oh, you're a pretty princess mm-hmm. and look how beautiful she is and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we already get told that and it's it's a wonderful compliment don't get me wrong like oh she's beautiful she's beautiful baby I'm like okay that's great I mean there's nothing that much more to say about her right now because she's you know barely out of potato (laughs) but um you know it's it's just a prep for what's coming in the future and I I really don't want Mm -hmm. her to feel like the way she looks is what's most important about her so so yeah that was my number one Megan what about you? Um, so I think what I'm most concerned, well, I'm concerned about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's our life. But one of the ones that's top of mind for me is um, making sure that Ezra knows that emotions are healthy, normal, um, and that should his emotions ever feel overwhelming and he needs mental health counseling that that does not mean weakness i think that our society puts an insane amount of pressure on men to never show weakness and i'm using the bunny quotes Mm -hmm. right um and that like feeling feelings or displaying emotions outwardly is a sign of weakness when really it's not it's a sign of strength and healthy management of your mental health um, and so it's really important to me that even now, some of the things that I say to him, we follow big little feelings. They're so great. But I've been trying to really think about what are the words I say to him to validate that it is okay for you to feel things and for you to express those feelings. Um, and so one of them that I've really been practicing a lot is even now we say like, oh, it's okay. Like that's how you soothe a child or a baby. It's okay. You're okay. And like maybe they're not okay. And they don't, and maybe they're feeling a big feeling. And so that's what I say now. Like you're feeling big feelings. And if I'm trying to comfort him, I try to say like, I'm right here mm-hmm. with you. As opposed to, it's okay. Mom's here. Or you're fine. Right? Like what if he's not fine? And what if we keep saying that to him? And he then learns to say like, okay, when I'm feeling this emotion, I need to act like I'm not really feeling it right now for whatever reason, right? For the people around me, because I will be perceived as weak, what have you. Um, And a lot of the adult men I'm around and even Tyler sometimes struggle expressing how they Mm -hmm. feel. And that has to be hard. Right. Like I think as, as women in our society, we're given a lot more permission to express ourselves emotionally. Now we're likely called crazy or other horrible things people say about women like, oh, she's PMSing, which like that's a whole different conversation. But still, women are allowed like to cry. Right. Um, if you see like a, a man crying, there's a it's a very different reaction from the people around and like if you see a woman crying because it's just women are considered to be more emotional again bunny mm-hmm. quotes um which i have that has its own ramifications for women who may not naturally be that way but in general speaking in the general um men are just treated differently when they have outward displays of emotion that aren't anger right like we re- definitely reinforce men being yeah. angry through and like in 
true like mass toxic masculinity in our society but i want him to know that the more again bunny quote feminine emotions are normal healthy and he should experience them and feel them freely and not be embarrassed or feel like he's somehow less of a again bunny quote man um, because to me a real man real healthy human being in person is able to show and manage those emotions yeah that's that's a great one i mean the the phrases that you hear you know be a man or you know boys don't cry Mm -hmm. and all this crap frankly um because i mean there's been articles that i've read that just like the mental health um you know status of of men um has declined over the years and Mm -hmm. think it has a lot to do with what what you're saying megan they're they're just not able to express or they weren't given as much permission rather to express the emotions that they have so that's very important Mm -hmm. and like i i make a joke and it's not funny but i have kind of a dark sense of humor of like I have a white male son. Like we see in our country what happens to like when white men aren't taught like compassion and kindness and allyship that they do horrible things. And so I have to remind myself that like that is also my responsibility to help him navigate those things so that he doesn't become one of those folks. But um, Megan, what is another thing that you were concerned about for Miss Riley? Yeah, so my number two is kind of along the same vein of what you're talking about, um, but general sexism. Um, So treating the Mm -hmm. sexes differently. So on one hand, you have men aren't given as much permission to, you know, express their emotions, whereas women are, you know, seen as more emotional creatures and that can interfere with doing a job and, you know, not are discriminated against potentially for getting certain types of jobs. So um, I work in a male dominated field. um, And Mm -hmm. so I've definitely had my, or have felt my fair share of sexism though. um, I will say the, Mm -hmm. um, in general, I've had very supportive, you know, management and, and, and culture there, but Um, in any case, you just, as a woman, you run into sexism. It just, it is, it's there, Mm -hmm. it exists. Um, and it's something that I'm concerned about, um, obviously for Riley, because I don't want her to feel limited or not picked, um, because she's a woman. Um, and I don't want anyone to look her over for opportunities because she's a woman. Um, yeah, I mean... Like everyone knows it exists, so <laughs> won't go into all the facets that mm-hmm. it can show up in because it, it can show up in so many different ways, right? Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely something that is on my mind, um, and I hope to somehow have a talk with her when she's older if she encounters some of those issues. Um, yeah, Megan, uh, what's your next one? Um, it's kind of related to my first one and it is to teach him really strong communication skills. I think that 
sometimes, uh, you know, there was some, I was reading or watching a video and there was some evangelical, like there's a lot of, um, or I guess the hell belief is that women talk more than men. And it's like some weird stat that was like, women say like X number thousand more words a day than men. Um, which they actually found wasn't true. And it went back to this like one evangelical preacher who was saying some really sexist stuff that like (laughs) women, like men, like they are meant, they should say a few words. And so when a woman, when your man comes home and a woman just wants to talk, it's annoying. And you're like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. ah." But that's where this stuff comes from. Right. But I still think at the end of the day that men aren't always taught strong communication and to express themselves in any way, like how they're feeling or just they're not encouraged to talk in the same way women are. And so I think that I'll touch on it a little bit, but I think that affects things like friendship and um, the way you relate to your family. Like I think about, I am like constantly talking to somebody if it's through text, if it's on the phone, if it's something Um, a lot of my like female friends and female family members, it's a lot more natural for us to regularly communicate with each other. And it just, doesn't seem to be that way for men and so um i want to make sure that he has those strong skills and he knows that communication is important um and that it's fulfilling and is it is a way to get his point across so that's something that i'm already trying to think about uh to make sure that he can do that yeah that's that's a great one um yeah um so what what what's next oh, yeah, for you I was gonna say, um, along those same sort of lines um i want to make sure that riley is able to be heard um and use her voice um has the confidence to say no uh be assertive and basically not feel mm-hmm. the need to please people over letting herself be heard um, because I think that is something that maybe more traditionally happens to women is we're kind of encouraged mm-hmm. to be people pleasers and smile more and um, somehow mm-hmm. that you know and and be ladylike um, so that all kind of all those stereotypes and the things that you're kind of taught by a society goes against um saying no when you don't want to do something or being assertive, um, speaking up, you know, all of those things are somehow more reserved for men, um, which is not what should be. Um, so I just want to instill the confidence for her to speak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Megan, uh, what, what's your next one? So kind of along the lines is uh i think it's in same lines is important that ezra to me learns how to be a strong ally and so that is to be an ally to anyone who does not have the privileged background that he's going to come from so essentially if ezra identifies as male and chooses to be cisgender which for those who don't know what that means that means that like he is male and presents as male out into the world. Um, And if he also 
chooses to be heterosexual, like he's got it made in the shade, right? <laughs> so it's important to me that we start now and have conversations now and the books he reads and the things we talk about in our home are all about being allies. That's being allies to women. That's allies to being people of color, the LGBTQI community. Um, that's to being people who are not going to come from the same socioeconomic status. That's going to be people who have different abilities than him. Um, and it's just so important to me that now like, we read books that have uh, female characters and people of color as characters. And we have these conversations, even starting with him right now, that he develops um, a positive identity about all of those different things and he starts to see his parents Tyler and I do things to support um, communities that are not like ourselves and people who are not like ourselves and so I just think that's so important as a what he will end up being as a very privileged white man to know that that's ingrained in him and that that's something that he's going to fight for and stand up for others for and so we already think a lot about that and do work to do it, but it's going to, I know, be harder as time goes on, but it's just so critical to me uh, that he is able to do that for others. Yeah, that's great. That's definitely a good one. Um, and just exposure, like you were saying, the books and the things that you talk about and the shows that you watch or whatever, mm-hmm. just just making them aware that not everyone looks like them and not everyone has the same background, the same privilege, the same things, the same opportunities. Um, Definitely very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So my next one was hopefully I can instill her not having a a need to conform to gender norms. Um, So Mm -hmm. if she wants to, play with car Legos or something like that over playing with dolls that that's that's fine I you know I want to give her access to you know things that are traditionally considered girly again air quotes um but also things that may be considered traditionally you know boy like um and whatever she likes is really what's important um so, yeah, and that comes to how she dresses, how she expresses herself, um, what she plays with, what she chooses to do in life, you know, when she gets to the point where she wants to choose a, a career or whatever she wants to do. Um, I just want her to know that, that, you know, it's okay to step outside of those gender norms and go with what you want to do. Um, Megan, how about your your next one? Yep. Well, I had this one on my list, isn't so I can go ahead and just add, tack on a little bit from the uh, hashtag blame on <laughs> perspective. Um, so it's the same thing of like I was just talking with Tyler. We, they were playing together, and it was really cute. And I was having to talk my ovaries <laughs> off the ledge, right? Because they're just having they're laughing with each other, and I'm like, "This is so cute. I want a million more babies." <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Stop it. Um, so Tyler was like, "Just you wait till we get action figures." And I was like, "Have you ever thought about the phrase action figures?" And I, and I was like, "You know, they're basically a doll." 
He's like, well, I don't know. I mean, like, they're like a G.I. Joe. I'm like, yeah, but what is a G.I. Joe? And he was like, oh, shit, it's a doll. It's a doll that just, like, does stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's no difference between a G.I. Joe and a Barbie. They're the same thing. And also, like, what what's going to happen if your son starts to play with dolls? What are you afraid that he's going to do, especially if it's a baby doll? What, be a dad? Is yeah. that what you're afraid of? Like. And I just feel, yeah, so I don't want him to, the same idea. I want him, if, if you want to have a, a baby doll, have a baby doll. If you want to have a Barbie, have a Barbie. I don't care. What is it? What does it matter? Um, and, and if he gets older, if he wants to, I don't know, like be a dancer, like I was a dancer, right? Like there are male dancers, but it's just a traditionally like female mm-hmm. thing. Um, just do it. I want you to do what, like Megan, like what you said. I want you to do what makes you happy and what you like. And we can navigate together, like the way other people treat you for liking X thing. But I want him to know that we gender things in our society in like a really weird and unnecessary way. Um, and for him to just do what makes him happy and makes his yes, little heart sing. Absolutely. Yeah, we um we do gender things in a very weird way. And it starts so young, I think, so is young. what's weird. So young. Like, down to the diapers. I'm telling you, like, we, I love Honest Company diapers, right? They're fabulous. They keep his little bottom happy. But there's already, like, girl diapers and boy diapers. Because one has, like, flowers on it. And so, um... I was reading some feedback on one of their Instagrams that was like, you should make the Valentine's ones, which the Valentine print had like pink cupcakes. It had like a chocolate covered strawberry. It was adorable. It said like love on it. And someone was like, you should make these for little boys. And I'm like, it's a chocolate covered strawberry. (laughs) Like what? Since when? And like, it's a cupcake. Since when is a cupcake a gendered item. Well, I mean, if it is right? and it's on the girl but, side, you... like, go us because cupcakes are great and so are chocolate-covered <laughs> strawberries. Cupcakes are incredible. But it's true. Like, you think about yeah. baking, right? Baking is for women unless you're a professional baker and then you're a man, right? That's, that's chefs in general. But it's just so... It was so weird that that was the feedback. <laughs> I'm like, it's a chocolate-covered strawberry and a cupcake, people. It's not like you know, there's a diapers <laughs> with vaginas on them, which who cares? Like if they're that that would be a weird choice, but who cares if it was? I don't know. It's just like it starts in the very beginning. And I mean, you even think about like you have boy sections and girl sections, and they're they're babies. They don't even like have right. a personality, and you already are putting them. And it's, it's funny. I was telling Tyler, I was like, you know, sometimes I wish I could just like slap a bow on Ezra, just because I want to buy a bow. And he was like, well, I mean, he is a little boy. And I was yeah. like, what does it matter? Like, no one knows the difference. They're a baby. We, it doesn't matter. Um, I have not bought Ezra a bow. I just instead <laughs> will buy Riley bows. Does she need more bows? Because I see so many cute ones that I need someone to I buy. I mean, I have a drawer full, but, you know, there's always room for more. So it's fine. <sighs> the, my favorite of Riley's are like <laughs> the giant ones that are yes. um, the fabric. Like, does she have a no, turban? No, she doesn't. She I've been considering getting a turban. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to buy her a turban. Done. Sold. It's going to be leopard it print. It's fine. It's coming it in the middle. <laughs> leopard print is my signature color for people, by the uh, way. 
Um, some people, they have a color, but mine is leopard is my signature color. So, all right, Megan, what's your oh, next gosh. one? Um, my next one was, and I, I don't know that I have a plan for all of these, but the next thing that I have in my head as something I will need to address in the future is how to tell her to be careful about her surroundings when she's outside mm-hmm. um, or away from us or the house or whatever um, without making her feel afraid to leave the house. Um, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. telling her that she's, you know, that there is evil out there without terrifying her um, because it, it just, yeah, our, um, you know, the victims of more attacks um, in general and it's just as a woman you at some point are taught you know don't go down that dark alley don't walk home by yourself don't like Mm -hmm. I mean we all have little tactics like you're taught like keep your keys like in your hand or whatever so you can use them as a weapon or something like you're just you're taught all these like little self-defense or you know precautionary things because that's just like statistically you're more likely to get attacked and um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean so i i don't quite know when it'll come up or how we'll deal with it but um it's definitely like just imagining having to tell my my baby girl (laughs) that uh you know to be careful it's just it's just sad that it has to happen but it it definitely does you know Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, it's funny, I just saw like a, someone posted a tweet that was like, you know, men are saying like, oh, after me too, I just <laughs> have to be so careful. Um, and the woman was like, I've been putting my keys in my, between my knuckles yeah. since I was 10 years old. And it's so true. I mean, I vividly remember the first time I was cat called, I was 11 years old right. riding my bike. Yeah, it happens so early, which is disgusting, but it, it, it can happen so early. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to come sooner than I want it to, you know, having to have those conversations. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's awful. Oh, what's uh, what's your next one, Megan? Well, on those same lines, um, we are already talking and I know people think it's crazy, but it's not. Um, talk about consent with Ezra and especially being a male I think it's important that he understands what consent is and what it looks like and how to make sure that he is asking for consent but also that when someone tries to I don't know approach him in his future that he makes sure that he's voicing that he's consenting to whatever activity he's about (laughs) to engage in and so um Tyler laughs at me a little bit, but now we both do it together. So we have this book called The Pow oh my Pow God, we Fish, have which is super cute. <laughs> I love Pow Pow Fish, right? But in the end, or the towards the end, <laughs> this is spoiler alert for The Pow Pow Fish. So if you don't want to spoiler, skip the next 30 seconds. But um, he gets... So Pow Pow Fish is like grouchy, and everyone tells him he's grouchy, which like <laughs> doesn't help, right? But here we are. He's like self down, but this fish comes out of nowhere and she kisses him. And so we add with consent 
I say those words when I'm reading to him because I don't want him to just think that it's okay for someone to walk up and kiss you who doesn't know you, nor do I want him to walk up and kiss other people, especially other children and especially little girls without permission. And I know you're like, they don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't matter. They have to learn as early as possible that like you have to ask permission. People have boundaries. It's important to ask before you do something like that's just being a good human. But when you add in the other layers, you have to make sure that you get permission. So in Pout Pout Fish, we add because then Pout Pout Fish starts kissing <laughs> everybody. <laughs> We're like smooch with consent, smooch with consent. And now Tyler reads it that way, too. It's just important. And I think that Tyler's going to be a good example for Ezra of someone who like all a man who always asks for consent and makes sure that he treats women because Tyler is obviously a heterosexual man um, with the respect and gets their consent before something happens. So that's something we're starting like right now because I don't want him to be that guy for some girl someday that would just yeah. Just break my heart. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even think about that with the pout fat fish. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's man, everywhere. I'm telling you. There's another book too. We were reading where like there's someone just plants a kiss on someone and I'm like, hello, let's, let's, let's be like he got permission <laughs> first with consent. Oh gosh. Well, um, I guess sort of along those same lines my last one was just a very general um set of i guess a couple of values that we want to instill in riley um is kindness and empathy um so i just want to as much as possible you know model and teach her to be kind to others um and that includes, you know, the words you say, the things you do for people, um, like we talked about before, you know, doing things for people that have less than you, um, may not have the opportunities that you have, um, and just empathy, you know, realizing that you're not the only person in this world and um, that mm -hmm. others may be going through something or feeling you know, different feelings than you having something bad happening to them or just not have as much as you. Um, and that, you know, make them feel bad and, um, whatever you can do to help or support them, um, is great. Cause you would obviously want the favor returned. Um, so yeah, those are just mm -hmm. two big ones, kindness and empathy. Um, What's your last one, Megan? So this one I think may not be as prevalent or people may not know about, but mine is uh, the importance of friendship. And so I think that in our society, um, male and female friendships look different. And so I think, or know rather, when I found out that Ezra was a boy, I was like, man, men just like don't have the same friendships that women have. Um, and there's true. Like you look at a bunch of studies about it, that older men get lonely because their friendships change. And because back to like what I was talking about with communication and emotion, it's just different. And so I want him to know friendship is important. It's one of the best things in the whole world. 
And so to try to build and maintain strong friendships over time um, and to like seek out those friendships and to call your friends and to text them, check in on them, see how they're doing to maintain those relationships. Cause I just think men like at least the men in my life, like Tyler's not going to like sit and talk to one of his guy friends like for an hour every night or every week or whatever, even maybe not every month. But I know he feels so much better when he does. But I just don't think that our generation of men were really encouraged to do that. Um, and like the studies, like I said, were really sad that men end up being lonely and that they rely on the women in their lives. If they're married to a, a woman, they rely on their wife to be like the cruise director. And that they find that most of the friendships men have in a later life are like... Um, through their wives or through their children. And so I want him to be able to like maintain strong friendships that don't relate to one of those two things. So that's something that we're going to try to teach him. Yeah. Very early that's on. a good one. Um, definitely. I- I've read that too and noticed it um, as far as male friendships go. Um, and kind of, I guess along that line, um, and on the kindness and empathy train um i will say that i mean female friendships tend to be you know stronger maybe more communication like you mentioned um but Mm -hmm. there's also kind of something to uh, and there can be mean girls right like that's a phrase (laughs) um so that's kind of another reason why I kind of put down kindness and empathy is not to get caught up in that mean girl culture, um, which I don't think is as Mm -hmm. prevalent with males. Um, It's something that happens Mm -hmm. a little bit more with, with females, like that click type mean girl um, weirdness that especially happens around the, the high school timeframe, but honestly it doesn't really go away. Um, It's kind of, always there no it does um, in not office environments wasn't that something that you thought would would go away <laughs> i hoped it would get better yeah but it doesn't um i remember having a mean girl experience oh gosh when i my first job at teach for america after i stopped teaching so i was 23 years old and there was our mean girl incident and there i mean there have been mean girl incidents in my job now i'm not involved in them because I'm at this point I feel like I'm too old but it it still happens and I notice it even with like um, there's like sometimes a hierarchy that you feel with the wives of like Tyler's co-workers and stuff like that it just is weird and I just think that yeah I mean I do see it every now and again with men there'll be like the one guy they all make fun of um, or what have you or but I just think you're right for women. It's just is different and it can be yeah. really vicious yeah, and damaging. And it would really be heartbreaking for me to, if Riley turns out to be a, a mean girl. So I do not want her to be a mean girl. Um, so we definitely want to teach kindness and empathy and yeah. Um, friendship, like le- legitimate friendship, like you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Any uh, other thoughts, Megan? You know, for all the boy moms out there, just make sure that you uh, 
get wipeable things. I've said this before, but uh, there's a lot of pee. <laughs> there's so much pee. And it comes right for your uh, eyeballs. So stay alert. <laughs> stay alive. Get things that wipe down. Oh, and that's make great. It. Yeah. Yep. I do not feel as attacked by pee. So that's... That's a win for the girl moms. So much being for the girl moms. I mean, you know, talk to me in like twelve years, um, and I may, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then you're gonna have periods, and I'm gonna have, you know, like that scene (laughs) in the mom and bridesmaids. I cracked a sheet now. Oh no. I don't want teenagers. I want them. Like, I don't want to have a baby baby any for forever but I definitely I remember we, I was pregnant walking through the mall before Rona times obviously very early on in my pregnancy and I was just like I don't think I'm ready to have a teenager and Tyler's like we kind of have a runway babe like you're gonna have some time to like get there I was like I'm too scared but I, I just I don't mine. think like will you feel ready when it comes no like I'm not gonna feel differently in oh, 12 no. years no. it's still gonna be terrifying and when she yells I hate you mom and be like do you know what I did for you <laughs> like, you yeah and the answer is gonna be no because I know I sure as heck didn't get it when I was screaming at my mom and I wish I could go back and slap myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. If you're listening, I'm sorry, mom. I love you. <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. So, Megan, do you want to tell the people where to find us? Sure. So, you can find us on Instagram at Megan's as Mamas. And the companion blog to this podcast is Megan'sAsMamas.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe and tell another mama in your life about our podcast. And shout out to Meg and Jay's husband for being our fabulous podcast Thanks, editor. Thanks, Brian. Until next time. Bye.